I learned that as a new convert. Whenever something that we need to respect comes before us, generally people stand. I'm sorry I come from the generation when a lady walked in the room, the men stood. And that's the way we're going to work it. Hallelujah. When Jesus comes in the room, we ought to stand. When the Word of God is read, we ought to stand to our feet as if to say, Lord, we respect the Word of the living God. Is that all right? Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. I'm going to Psalm 107. Psalm 107. And I'd like to read the following verses, 1 through 9, to you. This is out of the King James Version. It just so happens that I want to preach today on the letter H in our gospel alphabet. If you're taking notes, we have taken a step back in a good way because we were on levels L next week Lord willing we'll be on M but today I must talk about H and that word H is the word hunger somebody shout hunger hallelujah Psalm 107 oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good why should I thank him because he is good amen somebody for his mercy endures forever. Anybody glad about that? I'm a mercy recipient. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You know what? You were smack dab in the middle of the hand of the oppressor, but God has redeemed you and brought you out of that bondage. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. And he has gathered them, that's you, that's me, out of the lands from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. We did wander in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Verse 6, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. Anybody ever done that? And he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way. You know, there's a wrong way and there's a right way. I think we're on the right path this morning, don't you? That they might go to a city of habitation. Verse 8, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. You hadn't quit praising the Lord for his goodness yet, have you, church? I heard you a while ago. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And here's my verse. For he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. Look at it. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Father, bless the preaching and the receiving of your word today. In the name of Jesus, we ask it to be done. And by faith, we thank you that it is done today. Somebody put your hands together and praise the Lord for his goodness, would you? Thank you, Lord. God bless you as you're seated. Praise the name of the Lord. In this passage, the psalmist talks about being hungry. Did you notice? 
But it's not an ordinary hunger that he's talking about. Actually, in verse 9 of our opening text, the psalmist is talking for a hunger that is deeper than what you could put in your mouth. He's talking about a soul hunger. Somebody shout soul hunger. Praise the name. Now listen, I just want to clear the record. This is a spirit-filled Pentecostal, we're not ashamed of Jesus, church. Are you in the right place today? <laughs> Hallelujah. And the preacher preaches and the congregation says, Amen. Hallelujah. Soul hunger, for he satisfies the longing soul. And he fills, help me out, the hungry soul with goodness therefore the question i feel we must all ask ourselves together today is is my soul hungry <laughs> come on now I'm, I'm not preached in four or five weeks so you might as well help me out today and if you don't i'm going to preach anyway praise the name of the lord is my soul hungry? And if it is, what is my soul hungry for? That's my subject today. We could talk about many things in this life. And, and look, I'm, I, I can shoot the breeze with some of the best. I have been told that I can talk a lot. And that's probably accurate. And I could talk about many things. I could talk about sports. I, I can talk about movies. I could talk about the latest shark attack. You know, last week was shark week, don't you? I did not go into the ocean. It got me paranoid, Joe. I couldn't have enjoyed myself. I could talk about a lot of things. And, and you know what, personally, I'm going to tell you something you've never thought about. I like to eat. But here again, I'm looking at a whole bunch. I have yet to meet the person. Somebody said, there's not unity. Oh, yes, there is. How many of you like to eat? I, I mean, everybody generally does. And I could talk about the newest restaurant. I could talk about what's on or what's not on the menu. But there's one thing that I think we must talk about in the kingdom of God from time to time. Is your soul still hungry for things that are beyond and above and deeper than this world has to offer? Help me out, church. I must analyze, if I'm like you and you're like me as a human being, from time to time, the Holy Spirit brings me back to home plate and helps me. Oh, I know the Bible. I could quote scriptures. Do you know how many books are in the Bible? Do you know what John 3.16 says? Can you quote it? Many can. Do you know who wrote the book of Matthew? 
there's a slight hint in there. <laughs> do you know who the original apostles are? I do. I ought to. But there's one thing that goes beyond all of that, if you will, respectfully, is my soul still as hungry for God today as it was when he brought me out of the solitary place, when I wandered in the wilderness, when I was in darkness, and he brought me back to light. This is a good place to shout, church. And he said, you are forgiven. The debt has been paid. So, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> That's right. Let the redeemed of the Lord think so, and because they think so, let them say so. I am redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory. Christ is mine, all to him I now resign. I have been, I have been redeemed. Well, I'm redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine, all to him. That ought to stick with, I now resign. I have been That's right. That's right. There's some good new songs in this day and age, but there's some good old songs in, in that day and age. I couldn't sing that song without thinking, all to him I now resign. You know what I think our problem is in our generation? We ain't resigned all to him. And some that resigned all took some back. Come on now. And if you ask me my opinion, thank you for asking. Somebody said, well, in our church, we don't want that too much of that wildfire. I said, in my church, we need as much fire as we can get because I don't want to cool off. I want to be consumed with the fire of the living God. All to him, I now resign. Well, I remember when I got saved, then I resigned, but now resigned. Some people are trying to rebuke devils. You ought to rebuke your own flesh. Oh, Jesus, did he say that in church? Oh, hallelujah. Well, I don't mean it like pointing fingers. I'm just preaching, hopefully with a little prophetic something there. What does it mean to be hungry? Let's start off with a definition, hunger a compelling need or desire for food. You ever been there? Hunger. The painful sensation or state of weakness caused by the lack of food. You ever not eaten in a while and you feel like you're getting weaker? That's hunger. Hunger. A shortage of food causing famine. And this is true, but what does it mean to have a soul hunger? 
is that real too? Can people have a hungry soul? One of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2, listen to it. David said, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for thee. And then he goes on in verse 2 to say it and says, To see your power and your glory as I have seen you in the sanctuary. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts. My flesh longs. Now in the natural, your flesh thirsts. But in the supernatural, your soul can thirst. May I say something here respectfully in a general sense and not a personal sense. Sometimes I wonder if the Lord allows some of us to go through some hardship to get our soul thirsting once again for him. Would you say, Selah, think about that? Sometimes, not always, again, I preach real here. Not I'm up on the pedestal and the people are down. We're all of one human family here. Red, yellow, black, and white. We're all precious in his sight. Sometimes I wonder in the goodness of God if he would allow me, oh God, please, I don't want this, but to go through something so he can get me so hungry once again for him. If you ate steak filet mignon seven days a week, after a while you would come out of your mouth, steak again? Wouldn't it? Unless you're a vegetarian. Green beans again? I'd love to be able to say that one day, wouldn't you? We're having salad again. Chickpeas. <laughs> well, I do love salad. After a while, I get a hankering, Pastor Brown, for a good salad. I just do. But some, listen now. If you got saved on day one and you died in three months, it might not be that way. But since you've been serving some of us, the Lord, for many years, once in a while, Jesus has got to pull back just a little bit and remind you how it feels when you didn't feel the presence and power of God. What concerns me is when this church starts getting quiet on God. Wow, that was a bad shout. No, no. I love quiet times. Don't you? I love quiet times. But I can tell you, there is a time, church, in a spirit-filled church, when the Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. When silence.
prophets is running through the camp of God and nobody's praising God, then that means that our soul has ceased to be hungry. How many of you have had the experience of having little children? How many of you have had the experience of having a little baby? How does that little baby let you know they're hungry? And if you don't give them something to eat pretty soon, brother, everybody knows they're hungry. Why? Because they start voicing, God, my soul is hungry for you. If you get too quiet on God in the soul realm, then he may do something to help you. Because really, what God is looking for is not for time. He's looking for eternity. And he wants us to stand in eternity with him. He don't want our soul cooling off. Don't you know, all around us, we're starting to feel like we're living in a refrigerator. But it's the church that must stay so hungry and on fire for God. He wants you to be full of fire and desire. Somebody give the Lord a praise, would you? Kids don't stand on the chairs. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Oh God, thou art my God. My soul thirsts for you. Why is your soul thirsty? I, David said to see your power and your glory in the sanctuary. I'm, I don't generally do this, but I'm thinking about this. Wife, I love you. I'm thinking, I'm th that, that sounds like, a, where, where are we going with that? Hey, listen, I don't want to mess up. It's too late of the day to do that. I'm thinking I want to fast a day or two this coming week. You know why? Because I'm thinking next Sunday, I want people walking on the parking lot before they get through the front door saying, wow, I feel God's presence, don't you? Do, do you ever remember, do you remember that? You ever been in a church where you felt the presence of God before the worship leader said, let's praise the Lord? Come on now. I told you years ago, I was looking for a prayer meeting. I was in San Antonio. Sorry to bore you here if you heard this story again. I was looking for the prayer meeting at General Assembly Church of God for the week I was there. And I found out on Monday night, said, they, hey, they're having a prayer meeting every morning, whatever time, I forget, 9 o'clock, let's say. And I didn't know where the prayer meeting was. This is a true story. And so I got up, I got out of the hotel, went over to the, the big auditorium, and I, and I was looking for the prayer meeting. And I just started walking down the hall. I'm not kidding. And, and, and then I went down, one left, down to the basement. I'm here to tell you, God, hey, Mike Trent, it's good to have you back in church, brother. Praise the name of the Lord. Good to see Mike and Sharon today. He just had surgery. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, I mean it. I, was, I didn't have to look for the prayer meeting. I just felt the prayer meeting. 
I'm not kidding. I started walking down the hallway. This is true. And, be, and before I got into the room where the saints were praying, I started to weep. And tears, oh God, I feel it right now, started to run down my face. And my soul started getting stirred. And, and all this, I kept walking. I, I must have been I, many feet away. And I walked into that prayer meeting and my soul began to soar as the saints of God were praying. I could feel it before I saw it. You can feel the anointing of God before you see God do one little thing. You can feel it in a church that's alive. There's more than lighting. In a church that's alive, there's more than chairs and pews and carpets. In a church that's alive, there's more than dollars and cents pool tables and arcades and popcorn in a church that's alive. Before you see it, you can feel the anointing of the living God. Why? Because that's a church where people have a soul hunger. Am I preaching, church? I'll go anywhere. Lord, let's talk about this. I'll go anywhere he wants me to go if he'll help me. I'll go to Alaska. I prefer Hawaii. I'll be rich. I'll be poor. Lord, I'd rather be rich. I'll do what he wants me to do. God, go where he wants me to go. But there's one place I cannot abide, and that's a dead church where people just sit there and they act like they're watching television. But that's not how it is here at Life Source Church. I could have a hundred friends that hug my neck every time I walk in that door. But if that church is spiritually dead, my friends are secondary. I got to be in an atmosphere where God is moving by the power of his spirit. That's my soul hunger. Can I have an amen, church? I guess I'm getting a little ornery in my older age. Yes, I'll tell you. If, hey, Facebook Live, if you're sitting in a church and your soul is dying because the preacher ain't preaching the word and the people are playing tiddlywinks and they're waiting for their polite spiritual hour to be over, get out of that place and find you some fertile ground where you can bloom and blossom and worship God. Run into the presence of God. I say it, if that's like, if this ever church ever gets dead, get out of here and find your place where the presence of the Lord can be felt before you see him do a thing. Because then you'll know that you're with a group of people whose souls are hungry for God. Hungry. This sermon is for me today as much as it is for you. 
Preacher, before you were a preacher. Husband, before you were a husband. Dad, before you were a dad. When all you had was Jesus, you remember how hungry your soul was for his presence. Nobody had to force you, buy you, prod you, manipulate you. You wanted to get into the presence of God, and nobody had to tell you, stay on your knees, stay on your knees, wait a bit, wait a bit. No, that was your soul talking to you. Oh, God, thou art my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My soul David said, Psalm 63, verse 8, follows hard after you. That's why I think sometimes the Lord in his good wisdom may allow us to go through a slight dry time. There's a sermon there. Don't have enough time to preach on. Just because he wants to get us hungry for him. Again, it ain't about quoting Bible verses. I know the verses, you do. It's about staying hungry for God. Becoming full in the soul. How do you get your soul filled? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 through 19. Let me read this. Paul's praying a prayer for these Ephesians. He said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints, listen to it, what is the breadth and the length and the depth, and the height. And to know the love of Christ that passes your human knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Is that really God's will for your life? Rachel, Jeremy, Dana, Vicky, everyone. Is that really what God wants for you? To fill you with all the fullness of God? I'm thinking to myself, dirty bottles have to be emptied before they can get cleansed and become full. And I see the Lord a gardener pulling out the weeds. I am convinced now after 30 years of pastoring, the people that, oh God, I wish everybody was here, the people that endlessly struggle the most, your struggle is not with the devil. Your struggle is is with your weeds. Your weeds. Your weeds. 
your weeds, what you, I, us, allow to grow. Have you noticed weeds always grow easier? My wife has been hurting her arm for the last two months. I hollered at her the other day. I felt good. I said, woman, quit picking those weeds. <laughs> I'm going to buy her, and, and every time, oh, Jesus, oh, help me now, Vicky, pray for me. Every time I find her, she's picking something. She, I watch her petting Cody. Cody's our dog. He falls over. And guess what? She's picking his fur. He, she says, Ron, he's shedding. No, he ain't shedding. He's going bald. <laughs> what did I say? Cody? Cody. Cody's still in my heart. Cooper. Oh, Cody's with the good Lord. Are, do all dogs go to heaven? Let's hope not all of them, please. Come on. I got a few. I wish they'd. I, at least let there be a doggy purgatory. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? I don't want to send them just somewhere in the middle, you know, doing. Let, let, throughout the years, I've noticed too many people stop at the gate of salvation. Oh, I believe Jesus died, rose from the dead. But they fail to go on to getting their soul filled with the truths of God. Let me give you four quick things that fill your soul. One is obvious, but we must apply it, not just know it. Reading, consistently reading what? The Word of God. Let's face it. All of us are human. I analyze my own self. I can go out in the backyard. I can build a tent. I can play with the dog. I can watch TV. I can talk to you for an hour. But I must, if I want my soul to be filled, consistently read God's word. What did Jesus say? You know it. Man shall not live, but by every word of God. Do you know every word of God? How many of you ever read your Bible through? Man, that's a great start, isn't it? The second time's even more awesomer. You ever read the Bible through twice? The third time is even more gooder. I remember Joe when I got saved for lunchtime, you know, radical Christians that we were when we got saved, right? And I, I remember, Miss Vicki, you know, at lunchtime I'd eat my sandwich in 15 minutes because I can eat quick when I'm hungry. And, and then for the next 15 minutes, I, I would sit down and I would open my little Bible. I think it was just a little New Testament. And I could see all the guys <coughs> laughing at me. I wonder how they're doing these days. I hope good. Seriously. Somebody's going to get the last laugh. And it's generally going to be the person that loves the Lord. 
I, though I don't wish any bad thing on anybody. But the one guy said to me, said, Darla, said, aren't you done reading that Bible yet? I said, I'm just starting on, on the next one right now. No, I'm not done. The more you read it, the more you know you don't know. And the more you know you don't know, the more you want to read it. Glenn, and the more you read it, you realize uh, it's, better, it's better than bread and butter. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I like those Hawaiian rolls. Anybody know what Hawaiian rolls are? Man, them things are good. Put them in the microwave 15 seconds and get some real butter. Don't go margin. Come on now. If you're going to do calories, do it. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, you know, how in the world? We were on vacation last week. How can you go on vacation and say at the end of the week, I want a piece of good chocolate cake? How, you know, because I guess I got picky because she makes homemade stuff nowadays. Man, when it's made at home, brother, you'll never go back easily. And I, we, went, we went to water country, and uh, they were sitting, all these people, they were sitting, and this little kid had a nice piece of chocolate cake. I, I'm thinking I'm getting hungry right now, and had some chocolate icing, had a cherry on top. I said to the kid, hey, what is that? Took his cake out of his mouth. At least that in my vision, that's what I did. <laughs> but I guarantee you, Don, if I would have bought that piece of chocolate cake, I would have been disappointed. It, it tastes like you're putting wax in your mouth. Can any of you ladies bake a good homemade chocolate cake? Rita? Aha, uh -huh, darling. Vicki, get these numbers. Hurry. I, let, let me expand my boundaries. I love pineapple upside down cake. But if you got a good homemade chocolate cake, I'm there with you. Any brethren, give me an amen. Say, women love chocolate. No, they don't. I like it too. <laughs> I do. Sorry, you can tell it's getting close to 12 noon, isn't it? Just go. Let's call it a day and go to Outback. You want to do that? Go and corral. How do you get your soul hungry? Get into the Word of God. I don't know. You, only you, only I can discipline myself to get into the Word of God. Yes, there are still some men and ladies that before they go to work, they get up in the morning and they read God's Word. If you're like me, get a good cup of coffee. They go great together. Yeah. Number two, how do you get your soul filled? Develop an active prayer life. I know, I know we all know these things. Right. Develop an active prayer life. Listen what Jesus said to Peter. Peter, I'm quoting, watch and pray unless you enter into temptation. Now, there's a spiritual principle. You will continue to enter into temptation and many times fall to that temptation unless you keep watching and praying. Prayer strengthens you from allowing temptation. to. And then, and then he goes on and says this. Watch, this is in the Gospel of Mark. He said, for the Spirit is ready 
but the flesh is weak. Now, most of those, Matthew says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's true. But Mark says the spirit is ready. Your spirit's always ready to pray. Somebody said, well, I don't pray unless I feel it. What? You breathe unless you feel it? I don't feel it. Do you eat unless you feel it? Have you ever eaten when you weren't even hungry? See, now there's your weight problem. (laughs) Sob. Give me 25 bucks. I save you some money. (laughs) The spirit, your spirit is ready. Always ready. When your body is sleeping, your spirit is like, come on. Hungry for God. Number three, how do you get full, stay full in your soul? The fellowship of the saints. That's what we're doing. Watch this. Let me give this scripture to you in the New Living Translation. Man, I wish I could preach this. Brother Rick, check. I wish I could get out to every church. Well, actually, I wouldn't be out to every church because those that are in church are in church, right? Let me see what it feels like to sit here. This is comfortable. Hebrews 10.25. I'm reading the Bible, okay. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. I know, it, I know it's like God, ain't it? Wait, sit back down. But encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. Now, to all those folk, I know, it's, 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 you know, you can't preach just so sugar, spice, everything nice. You know, not if you care about the people of God. I went on vacation last week. I wasn't in church. I hope that don't blow your mind. And generally, I'm in church unless I'm on vacation. Charles, or if I'm working, well, this is what I do now, but something like that. No condemnation. A generation ago, 30 years ago, statistically, to Christians, they asked many Christians. I don't have the numbers with me technically said what in church attendance what do you consider a faithful christian you know what they said this is true being in church for four sundays out of a month that's what they were equated faithfulness to now 30 years later let me what do you what do you think people say twice a month twice a month This is not easy to preach, but it is actually because I'm preaching to the choir right now. How did I get here? Let me get get back up here. Now a Christian, have you ever, oh God, have you ever talked to somebody that they said, oh, I'm a Christian, and you said, where do you go to church? And they said, what? No, I I don't really go to church. What? Now, now I'm not condemning you to that person. Maybe you don't quite understand this. But can I tell you, the church is not a good idea. 
church is a God revelation. And the Bible said, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage, watch out, and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming back is drawing near. The fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, by being here today, you and I, our souls are getting full. You can feel our souls. Your soul is like a balloon. And when you read God's Word, and when you talk to Him on a consistent, regular basis, and when you come to the house of God, it's like God the wind. <sighs> Just, I know it sounds silly. That's what Elisha wanted. Isn't that right, Joe? That's what Elisha wanted. You remember when Elisha said to Elijah, Elijah said, before I leave, what can I do for you? And Elisha said, I pray you, let a double portion of your spirit come on me. If you study the word in the Hebrew, double means two, and the word portion means blowing. Isn't that what God did at the, at the day of Pentecost? He blew the wind of his spirit upon us. And Elisha said, I want God to breathe on me twice as much as he breathed on you. I wonder if Elijah had a portion and Elisha got a double portion. What would have happened to Gehazi, who was the minister of Elisha, if Gehazi would not have gotten greedy for things? He could have had a triple portion. Where does God's blowing wind stop it does not stop. God is still breathing and blowing upon the hungry soul. That's what church is all about to me. Woe be the day that I come to church and don't praise him no matter what's going on. I still know some folk, few and far between, that still try to praise God by their feelings. I'm going through a hard time. I ain't praising him. I learned years ago, Rick, I praise God, Kathy, in spite of my feelings. It don't matter. As a matter of fact, oh, God forbid, if the doctor gave me a bad report, I'm still going to praise God. I'm not going to turn against the one that brought me out of the land of darkness because I was wandering in a solitary, empty place. You know what a solitary place is? That's where you're all by yourself. Nobody can help you. Solitary, lonely. That's why to me it's easy to praise the Lord. It's easy to praise the Lord. Once you get on the bandwagon of the Holy Ghost, you can praise the Lord as they say at the drop of a hat. I want to ask you to stand with me. And I want to share the last point here. How to be, get your soul 
filled. I said this. Years ago when I was growing up, uh, I had uh, numerous friends of all different nationalities and colors. I had white friends. I had black friends. I had Hispanic friends. I had nice friends and I had mean friends. I had men friends and I had women friends. Some of my African-American friends told me for lunch, said, said, brother, we want some soul food. I said, soul food? You ever tasted soul food? That's good food. That put meat on your bones food. I mean, when you eat it, you know you ate it. You know, the kids the other day, my brother down in Williamsburg was giving them cotton candy. That is so overrated as far as I'm concerned. First time I took a bite of cotton candy, Pat, I was, I, my mouth was about as big as that. And I went, I'm like, where did it go? <laughs> it's gone. I said, this is soul food right here. When you eat this, you know you ate something. When you get this in your spirit, you know you just got a hold of something. I can remember getting saved a year, as a new convert, didn't know any Bible. I was so hungry for God's Word. I wanted to know what God thought. I wanted to know what God liked. I wanted to know what He didn't like. I wanted to know what He wanted me to like. And I started reading it and reading it and reading it. And one night I got so frustrated. Sorry, this was silly. Generally, babes in Christ can get silly. I took it and I just rolled it up here. I said, God, if I could just, if I could just devour it. I was so hungry. Oh, God. Isn't that the truth? Wanted to read the book of Revelation. Didn't get a hold of that one right away. So I said, maybe I'll start in Matthew started reading Leviticus, and I'm like, begat, 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 begat. Wait a minute. Let me move on to Psalms. Now, Psalms I can relate to. You start reading this soul food, sometimes you get the bones. You're like, I don't even understand what that means. Well, keep on reading because this book will relate to where you are in your spiritual growth. If you're a babe, God will feed you like a baby. If you're an adolescent, he'll feed you like that. If you're starting to grow to be like a teenager, he'll give you something good and exciting to read. Oh, hallelujah. Soul food. How to stay full. Get the Word of God in your soul. How to stay full. Fellowship of the saints. Get a, fact of the matter is, if you think you can still hang around day in and day out with your old friends and keep your soul full, you're deceiving yourself. They ain't hungry for what you're hungry for. You don't have to reject them. You don't have to dislike them. And you don't have to quit talking to them. But you can't hang day in and day out. Before you know it, you'll be back in the mud just where you used to be. Find yourself some new friends. Develop an active prayer life. 
Jesus prayed and he worked miracles. Jesus prayed, he worked miracles. Jesus prayed, he worked miracles. Want to work miracles. Lastly, I said get involved in the kingdom of God. These are elementary and everybody knows it, but not everybody does it. Some people still stand in a building that's on fire and they won't get out, even though they know it to be true. Get involved. I want you right now, if you would humor me, I'm teasing you. Can you lift your hands heavenward? And would you just start asking the Lord, Lord, I want my soul to be hungry, as hungry for you as it's ever been before. Before I see you do another thing, I want to feel you do something for me right now. Lord, if I used to be hungrier than I am now, Lord, get me back to home plate where you can stir me once again because he satisfies, ladies and gentlemen, the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. Are your hands in the air? Would you right now just begin to start worshiping him and praising him and talking to him. Father, let the wind of your spirit blow on us. Lord God, I can picture the weight, the, the leaves of a tree. Lord, we're not living in the doldrums, but there's a wind blowing. There's a spirit moving. My God, there's a supernatural tornado that's swirling and swirling all around us. The world is getting swept up in the ways of this world. But, oh, God, don't let us get swept up. Let us get caught up. Hallelujah. In your presence. 